here at Grace Life would love to help you discover Jesus' unconditional love and grace for you. We pray that this message will be a blessing to you and further establish you in the truth of God's Word. reminded me about uh, one of the missions that I did in Albania. So there's a couple of people here that went with me. But anyway, before I went uh, on that mission, I had a, a thousand and one excuses not to go. Anyway, so yeah. Um, but uh, I, I received a word from someone before I, we, we did that trip. And uh, um, that's, that's, uh, some of you guys know Christian Bernardi. He shared a word with me. And I actually, yeah, I actually want to read this to us. And uh, it's in John 15, verse 16, which says, You have not chosen me, but, but I have chosen you. And I have appointed and placed and purposefully planted you so that you would go and, and bear fruit and keep on bearing and uh, that your fruit will remain and be lasting. So that whatever you ask of the Father in my name as, a, as my representative, he may, he may give to you. So yeah, so... After hearing that word, I didn't have much excuses anymore. <laughs> but anyway, so, so that was, if, yeah, if, if that's not an invite, I don't know what it is. So, um, yeah, um, I just want to pray for us before, I, before we start. So, yeah, let's go. Um, thank you, Father, uh, yeah, for just this um, opportunity of um, yeah, testifying of your goodness. And um, yeah, thank you, Father, that you've qualified us and made us accepted. Thank you, Father, that we've been on your mind since the, yeah, the, the foundations of the earth were laid. And you just gave good plans for us. And uh, we love you. And Father, I just pray for each heart to receive this word today. In Jesus' name, amen. <coughs> yeah, so, um, last week I also was asked to introduce the, the, our Somerset West cell group. So... Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I read uh, Philippians 1 verse 6. And, uh, um, yeah, and I actually can read it again if you've got Philippians 1 verse 6 there. I'm, I'm going to read it in the Amplified Version. So, yeah, I'm just going to read it. Yeah, I am convinced and confident in this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will continue to perfect and complete it until the day of Christ Jesus, the time of his return. So yeah, that, that particular verse was, was also stood, yeah, remained with me for a long time. I've actually heard that in 2016 when Arthur Mankies was, uh, he was ministering at Grace Life in Rhenish, um, and he, he began a prayer with that, and at that, that verse just stuck with me, um, or oh, it struck me, um, and, uh, um, and uh, yes, uh, yeah, so... Um, and, and also last year, when we were still busy with ministry school, uh, we had a discussion about something. I can't actually remember what, but anyway, in the discussion, um, I, I shared that verse again. And Melissa actually uh, connected that to, to Psalm um, 138, verse 8. Um, so maybe you want to just read that for us. Yeah, so we, we went and looked in a few translations of Psalm 138. 
38 verse 8. And the one that I wanted to start with is uh, in the Amplified. So the Lord will accomplish that which concerns me. And we just felt so strongly on our hearts that God has a message for you. Of all the words that, all the beautiful, most descriptive words, the word you really stood out for us. And God has, yeah, he has a message for you. So, um, yeah, and he's got something to say. He always has something to say. And uh, I just went and I was reminded about Jeremiah 6 verse 10. So also we looked in a few translations, but in the message, um, Jeremiah 6 verse 10 to 12, it says, Is anybody listening? I've got something to say. Is anybody listening? I've a warning post. With, um, will anyone notice? It's hopeless. The ears, the ears are stuffed with wax, deaf as a post, blind as a bat. It's hopeless. They've tuned our God. And yeah, we just read this verse um, to the girl, my uh, two girls, and they said, but bats aren't they? They're not all of them are blind. So we said, yes, they're not all blind, but they can see in places that ne- no eye is able to see. And um, yeah, a, a bat is actually very amazing for us. Very, the Afrikaans scary. word, scary, yes. <laughs> and <laughs> But a bat, God made a bat so amazing that um, there's so much money that's been spent by the military to do, to do research on their echolocation. And um, yeah, so the echolocation, and they even give 10, they start when they want to, to find their prey. They start with 10 calls per second, and then it builds up to 200 calls per second. And the pitch is so high that a human ear will, can, um, can't hear it. But for a bat, they can become deaf if they, um, but God made a plan. If they, by the call of their own sound, of the, the, the sound of their own call, so um, what's amazing is that God even made a plan. He even made a plan for a bat that he put a muscle in the ear that closes the middle ear when he makes that sound. And then the moment he's ready to, to listen, then that muscle relaxes. And that just, again, just made yawn. Blow me away of how amazing God is. And um, we, God also gave us a muscle, and that's Jesus. Because there's so many things that's been echoing in this life. There's so much fear, there's hate, there's war, there's questions. But God has gave, given us Jesus as the muscle to hear love. And... Um, yeah, something that just came to my mind again is that um, I've also heard so many voices in my, my life that it sounded just like God. I thought it was part of his plan, and I even had verses to back it up. 
but it, it wasn't God because I didn't know the true nature of God. And, um, but again, we can come to Psalm 138 that says that though I walk in the midst of trouble, that's verse 7, you preserve my life. And then it says that the Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Your love, O Lord, endures forever. And um, yeah, 11 years ago, <laughs> me and Armand sat in a little church and the burden on our shoulders were so heavy that yoke was too heavy for us to, to be able to carry. But we had this promise. And um, the other day, when we started preparing, I, God just reminded me of the book that we sat in that church and I wrote in this book and just to open it again. And I went and I saw, wow, the 12th of September, 2010. And it said, and the, the, today is the day that we have to share our testimony. It's 12th of September, 2021. So I was just, I was just sat there. I was just blown away. That God has a plan for our lives and he's got a plan for your life. And although you think, but where is he? Where was he? It wasn't him. He's speaking to you today and he wants you to know him intimately. So, um, yeah, so again, we, we get so confused, but God will perfect that which concerns you. That's a promise in Psalm 138, and it's just another translation. So we get so, we lose our confidence. We get so confused. We get so concerned. But he says that he, he will perfect that which concerns you. So that concern is turned around, and it's, it's been made a promise. And so, that's Jesus. And we just praise him for that. Um, I just need a sip of water. <laughs> yeah, so in, um, I, was, I was again, I was just uh, reminded about, thank you. Mm, water. You can get so thirsty. Um, so um, the Lord will perfect that which concerns you. And then um, I was reminded about Proverbs verse 18 and it says but the path of the just the righteous is like a light of dawn that shines brighter and brighter until it reaches the strength and the glory of the perfect day God will perfect that which concerns you in the perfect day it's not instant it's a path but it's a journey that he will he's taking you there and on this journey, how was it able to hear him? I think David, if you look at David's life, he, if, yeah, through his life, there were so many battles. But he comes to the end of his life, and we're reading it out of 2 Samuel 23. And like Peter also said this morning, there's a worship, there's a song in our hearts that we can sing and just give it back to God. And he says, it's the last song of David that he wrote. And he just describes how amazing God is. And God, God's the one that raised him up to sit 
above. And, um, and it, in verse 3 says, The God of Israel, the rock of Israel, has spoken to me. Um, he who rules over men righteously, who rules in the fear of God, is like the morning light when the sun rises, a morning without clouds. So it's not something that we can say this morning. But this, uh, when the fresh grass springs out of the earth through the sunshine after the rain, and it becomes brighter as we walk, it becomes, the day becomes brighter, and we can see that God has a plan for our life. Um, and then, then after this wonderful thought of God that he has done everything for him, then he just calls in, in, in verse, uh, verse 8. He says, they are, these are the names of the mighty men, the warriors that David had. So he comes back to all his wars and he tells us about the mighty men that fought with him in all these battles. And he especially, he talks about three of them. Um, and then in verse 13, he says, Then three of the city chief men went down and came to David at the harvest time in the cave of Adullam, while an army of Philistines was encamped in the valley of Rephaim. David was then in a stronghold, and the garrison of the Philistines was then in Bethlehem. So David couldn't even, even get there. Um, and David had a, like, I have another craving for water. Mm. God was, yeah, David was thirsty. And he, said, he says there, and David had a craving and said, oh, that someone would give me a water to drink from the well of Bethlehem, which is, the, um, which is by the gate. So the three mighty men broke through the camp of the Philistines and drew water from the well of Bethlehem by the gate, and he carried and brought it to David. But he would not drink it, but he poured it out in worship to the Lord. And I was just, I thought, but why wouldn't he drink it? And I was just meditating on it. And I saw the three mighty men. And I just saw the picture of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit just going for us and fighting our wars. It's a war that Jesus won. He overcame. He, he is the only one that was able to drink that cup, to be abandoned by the Father. That's a, that's a drink that David couldn't take. Although he had these mighty wars and they, they won this amazing battles. The men that was there with him, they fought. He, he, he fought and killed 800 men at one time. The other one, his sword, even his hand was, it was so, it was part, so, part, so of part of his hand. Uh -huh. He couldn't even open his hand after the battle but still we can't drink the cup that jesus drank mm. we can't be without the father <clears throat> the father and jesus has done that for us so moses moses also he had to lead all these israelites he had to lead them into canaan but what he said is he wanted to see god's face he wanted to see God's face. He wanted to know him intimately. So he said in Exodus 33, verse 13, it says, 
Now, therefore, I pray you, I have found favor in. If I have found favor in your sight, let me know your ways, so that I may know you. And that's what we need to pray: is that we will really know the Father, that we can know Him, that He can show us His ways, show us the way to walk, what to do, in all these questions that that's echoing in our minds of, yeah, what's going on? Is there any hope left? Mm. All these fears, and what am I to do next? And should I, should I not? But the Father wants to answer all these questions if we walk in an intimate relationship with Him and really knowing Him for His real, true nature. Not the nature that we think it's echoing in our minds of, my perception of who God is, because what I've learned through religion, no, Jesus, Jesus, may Jesus' love be the, the muscle in our ears to sure. bounce off all the lies of the enemy, all the, dece- the uh, deceptive words, all, all that, everything that wants to deceive us. Mm. And then, yes, then he says, um, so God says, you can't see my face. But this was amazing for me. In verse 19, he says, um, I will make all my goodness pass before you. All his goodness pass before us. And then in verse 20, he says, behold, there is a place beside me. And in other translations, it says, close to me, by me. And he, um, he says, and you shall stand there on the rock, the rock, Jesus. And here, I just, I, we just felt that he, he says, come away with me. Come away with me. I've chosen you. And she says, I am my beloved, and my beloved is mine. She knows that Jesus called her first. And, um, yeah, so he's chosen you. And he's got a message for you. And he will never leave you, nor forsake you. Sure, that's awesome. Yeah, what a picture that we get, that we got there. So, um, yeah, while, while I was uh, thinking about what I'm going to share today, I was um, reminded about what happened about a couple of months ago with me. And uh, um, we as a family, well, not, yeah, me, I, I got COVID in July after me it was Melissa and I was quite sick um, that's the, maybe an understatement but anyway <laughs> so so while while I was lying in bed I was uh, one of the symptoms that I had um, was that I had fever for most of the time and uh, um, yeah so um, I couldn't actually do much I was couldn't read my bible my eyes were sore and just, I was basically just sleeping and laying in bed the whole time but anyway, I was like, I just wrapped my arms around me, and I, during that time, I just prayed in tongues and thanked, uh, and thanked Jesus, and I just praised Him, and I, and, uh, um, yeah, it's so, so amazing, I mean, you know the Word, you know these words in the Bible off, uh, off the top of your head, and so on, so, but I mean, during that time, I was just meditating on a Word which, which uh, um, spoke to my heart, and uh, um, that, that word was, I will never leave you nor forsake you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so, so that, that just gave me the, this awesome peace in my heart. For the first time, 
I, I could actually see that no matter what, that it actually doesn't matter in this life where, where we go because God, just to add on to your story, God will never leave us nor forsake us. I mean, not for one moment. I mean, the story that we heard about Jesus and his cup and uh, um, yeah, I think in the, in, the, in the garden where Jesus uh, sweat that blood, it was that thought of being separated of the Father. But that just came to my mind where I, I realized that for us, we will never be separated. So what's this life? We just, there will for not, not for one moment in my mind, there will ever be a separation. And after that, I got a, real, a realization of that. I was just... I just knew I got, I'm going to get better, and a couple of days afterwards, I was, I was fine. And uh, we, um, so praise Jesus for that. So, yeah. Anyway, so it, it's, it's, so, so that was like a real um, revelation for me. And uh, and and yeah. And just to, to, to again add on to what Melissa was saying is is that God's got a word for each one of us. But I mean, uh, uh, make it your own, and spend time with God, and uh, uh, and He will talk to you. And uh, like he talked to me there. And um, so uh, in, in preparing for this message, I was, I was led to John 17. And it was actually funny because Peter last week shared about John 17. And he stopped at verse 19. So I'm going to carry on from where Peter left. <laughs> but anyway, so, so in John 17, 20 to 21. Um, so I'm, I'm not... Yeah, I can actually read here. I do not pray for these alone but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. So, yeah, so um, Jesus prayed for his disciples, um, for, for us, for you and me, and of their message, okay, and uh, um, to be one just as he and the Father is one. So, what, what is that message? And, and, and that, that led me to Colossians 1 verse 26. Um, so, we can start there. I'll read in, uh, read in the ERV if you can just follow there maybe. Um, this message is the secret truth that was hidden since the beginning of time. Uh, it was hidden for everyone for ages, but now has been manifest. Yeah. For ages, but now has been made known to God's holy people. The message that was hid for ages, Christ in us, the hope and glory. So, how awesome is that? God had us on, our mind, on His mind before the foundations of the world were formed. So, I mean, uh, I was like thinking about that for, a time, for, for some time. So, um, and, and I was actually reminded by something that we spoke about. Because in Job... Uh, Job was having this argument with God and he was like, what's going on with my life? Things are not working out. So, so um, and uh, uh, we all know the story of Job, but anyway, I don't want to camp there. But uh, um, in Job, yeah, so, but God asked, then God asked Job that where were you, where, where were you when the, we, I laid the foundations of this world? And uh, um, so Job wasn't there, but <laughs> obviously... But what came to my mind was we, or Job, or everyone was on the, uh, on the mind of God since the beginning of time. And God wanted us to have this 
relationship, intimate relationship with Him right from the beginning. And God wants this with us now. This is the message. This is the message. So, yeah, Christ in us. So if you carry on from there to Colossians 1.27, and uh, um, I'll read in the, the, the Passion Translation. Um, another thing here, I've, I've read a couple of translations while preparing, so I was actually very blessed. <laughs> but in any case, um, so it, it goes like this. Living with, within you is the Christ who floods you with the expectation of glory, the mystery of Christ embedded within us, uh, becomes a heavenly treasure chest of hope, uh, filled with riches of glory for His people, and God wants everyone to know it. Sure, that's like so descriptive. I mean, if you, know, if you talk to any kid about a treasure and a chest and and, and a map and whatever the case might be, they they there. They want to they want to dis- discover. So that's that's what God invites us to. And uh, um, but w- some words stood out for me there. And one of this, these words were the word expectation. So um, what do we expect? And uh, um, I read in Proverbs ten twenty eight. Um, it says the hope of the righteous. That's us. Okay. Our, we believers brings joy, and then uh, uh, um, another one in Philippians one twenty. Paul talks about uh, an eager expectation and hope that Christ will be magnified in His body. So, what do we expect? What is our expectation? So, so um, that really stood out to me. Um, and I mean, if Christ is in us, how do we get it out? So we want to magnify what we got in, in us. And uh, um, in case, so, so and another word there that also stood out for me, embedded. Uh, um, God embedded or imparted something to us. And that is His very nature. Uh, um, we, uh, yeah, uh, we become sons of God. We, re- uh, uh, we received everything from Him. <laughs> Um, this is what Jesus gave us in, in, in John 17, uh, uh, 17 verse 22. And um, uh, that is the treasure that God wants everyone to know. The, 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 the gift that we've received, this message is in us. And God wants us to let it out. So, so this is the message that we have. But let's share it. So, um, so how, did this, how did this happen? How did we get this? And uh, but, yeah, so so I'm going to read for us in two Corinthians five seventeen. I guess everyone knows that, but I've I was so blessed when I read the uh, amplified version of, of uh, two Corinthians five seventeen. So um, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, that is grafted in, joined to him by faith in him as a savior, he is a new creature, reborn and renewed by the Holy Spirit. The old things, the previous moral and spiritual condition, have passed away. Behold, all things have become new, because spiritual awakening brings new life. Sure, that is, that is so, I mean, I think that verse, um, everyone knows it, but I mean, it just, it just shows you how these translations helps us also to get this picture. Because, I mean, um, some people get born again and say, listen, you know, I've just been born again, what now? So, I mean, I don't see any change. So, um, and that just, just, you know, just shows us 
that we've, we've been born again, um, but we need to have the spiritual revelation now for change to actually happen. And, uh, um, yeah, I think Andrew Wilmack makes a statement. If you, got, if you were born, before you got born again, you were ugly. Guess what? You're going to be born again after you're ugly as well. So I remember that one. But any case, so, so, but there's this spiritual awakening that needs to take place. And, and that's where the change actually happens. And, uh, and how do we do this? So, so let's read 2 Corinthians 3.18. And um, I'm going I'm to read this, the one that we've got on there. We're going to... But we, yeah, is that the one? Okay. But we all with unveiled face beholding as, as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory just as by the Spirit of the Lord. So, once again, I knew that, that, uh, uh, that one and that's, uh, uh, and that's really... Uh, yeah, so I just want to read uh, uh, another translation in, two, uh, in the voice. I don't know if you've heard, but I, I picked up this one. It just blessed me so much. So I'm just going to read it again. Now all of us, with our faces unveiled, reflects the glory of the Lord as we are mirrors. And so we are being transformed metamorphosed into the into his same image from one radiance of glory to another just as the spirit of the lord accomplishes it so yeah that's just um and i immediately went from there i I went and um googled (laughs) googled the word metamorphosis and actually in biology it it means it's the striking change of for uh, a change of form or structure in an individual after hatching or birth and uh, um yeah so so uh, when we look into the word which is the spirit that accomplishes the change okay so 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 we've got that here inside of us um we are rebirth but i mean um but as we look into the word as we as, as god reminds us what he's made us then we are changed into that same image from glory to glory so yeah so um that is so good and uh, um um yeah it just reminded me also what you you shared about the 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 bats the bats of the echolocation um it just links on nicely onto that where um, those bats need to echolocate and, uh, and by us spending time in the word we echolocate who we are in Christ uh, constantly being reminded of what God has made us and uh, um, so that, that really blessed me anyway um, I just want to from there go to Romans 12 2 um, and uh, um, Romans 12 2, 2 once again tells us and do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God so um, once again being renewed in our mind so um, this is what we constantly need to do the, 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 the way of the world is just one way uh, and, 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 uh, um, and the world is ruled by senses and uh, uh, what we feel nowadays you all, all everyone says i feel like this and i feel like that but they rule by their by their senses and i and i think it's not the sense is not bad i mean uh, um yeah the bible refers to that as as uh, carnal minded 
in, in, in Romans 8 verse 5, I think. And uh, um, so carnality in itself is not bad because, I mean, we all like something good. We, we, we like to be loved and uh, I like uh, good coffee. <laughs> so carnality is not bad, but to be ruled with our senses, that's what the Bible is actually referring to. So, and in Romans 8 verse 6, it says uh, um, that if we are ruled by the Spirit, that brings life. Okay, so so the, that's 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 what we need to do. We got to be ruled by the Spirit of God that tells us who we are in Christ, and that brings change. That is a promise. So, yeah, we we might feel sick, we might feel um, that we are so far from God, but um, that is not the truth. The truth is is that we have been healed. That's. 2 Peter 2 24 1, 1 Peter 2 24 that we've been healed and uh, um, he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit so we are confessing what the word is saying and 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 then that reality will manifest in our lives so so the striking change that I was referring to will start uh, start to take place as we are led by the word through the spirit that's where the change happens so and then this all brings me to um, Ephesians 3 verse 19 to 20, which is so good. And um, I'm going to read it in the Amplified Version. You guys can just follow there. Um, where Paul's praying from verse 19. And it says that you may come to know practically through personal experience the love of Christ, which far surpasses mere knowledge uh, without experience that you may be filled up throughout your being to all the fullness of God, so that you may have the richest experience of God's presence in your lives, completely filled and flooded with God Himself. Now to Him who is able to carry out His purpose and to do superabundantly more than all that we dare to ask or think, infinitely beyond our greatest prayers and hopes or dreams, according to His power that worketh in us. How amazing is that? The power is in us. Christ in us. That's a word for someone. Christ in us, the hope and glory. And uh, um, so, yeah, if you, if you read the, 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 the book of Ephesians, in Ephesians 1 and 2, Paul is actually explaining to these, these guys and, and to us that uh, we've, we've uh, um, already have all the blessings in Christ in heavenly places. That's ours. Okay. And we've been raised up with Him together and seated in heavenly places in Christ. So now in Ephesians 3, Paul is now praying for them and for us for this spiritual revelation. Um, that we are seated on the rock. You, once again, you refer to, to Moses and the rock. That we are seated on the rock, which is Christ, next to the Father, and that we can now see Him and relate to Him. Through Christ, we can see and relate to the Father. And uh, um, yeah, um, when we see Him for, he, for he, who He is in us, His love will start to flow in our hearts. And uh, um, yeah, so just reminded of that verse that says, faith works by love. These things, I mean, we can't get the faith. We've got the faith. We've got the faith inside of us. 
And, but as we reveal, as we see the Father, and we just get this supernatural revelation of the love of the Father. And that is what Jesus accomplished, came to earth to accomplish. Yes, sin was in the way, but the relationship is what needed to be restored. And now that we are joined to the Lord, we are one spirit with Him. God doesn't speak... If I, if I can go back to that thing that I had while I was in a uh, fever or whatever the case might be. But just God revealed to me that, hey, hang on, we are one spirit. I don't speak to you in the third person, whatever I speak, it's right into your spirit. And God is speaking to us and saying, I love you. And, 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 and that, that made me safe and secure. And, and f- from there, we know that nothing can separate us from the Father. Nothing at all. And uh, um, so when that overflows out of, our, out of our hearts, we can actually start loving other people. And our faith can start to work from there. How awesome is that? Eh? So, so um, I just want to finish off at, in, in John 17, 23, uh, where Jesus, you know, John 17, 23, I in them and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that you have seen me and have loved him as you have loved me. This is when the world will know. Because the love of God has been shared in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. And yeah, through there, the world will know that God has sent us. We make the difference. Okay. So that's me. Yeah. Yeah, we, we're just going to end, um, just to read it in, out of the Passion Translation, the uh, Psalm 138. Verse 8, it says, You keep every promise you've ever made to me, since your love for me is constant and endless. I ask you, Lord, to finish every good thing that you've begun in me. And God is faithful. And he will, that which he has started in you, that seed, that incorruptible seed, he will finish it for you. We'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to connect with us, or if you'd like us to pray with you, please contact us at info at gracelife.co. If you'd like to order more resources or discover more about us, you can visit our website at www.gracelife.co or find us on Twitter, Facebook and YouTube.